20 yards out! That is a duel from Tim Cahill has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Thompson! Five goals to Archie! On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Need to find a response, and I've got a good one here. Barbarousas, Costa Barbarousas, an immediate reply from Melbourne Victory. That is a big show of character from Kevin Muskett's team. G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on uh, this uh, cool Wednesday night. 11 degrees, I said earlier, so it's uh, very fresh. Hey, thanks to Finey on another great show. Finey's back tomorrow from 7, so make sure you tune in for that. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Good to Thank have you. Thank you very much. And yes. we all, It's a special night. It is. It's, well, well, well it, It's undeniably a special night, isn't it, Rodrigo? Well, not really, because... <laughs> well, it is. Well, every night, every Wednesday night in no, the studio... No, this is bigger than Shut that. Shut up, Rodrigo. <laughs> you, you know nothing. <laughs> all right. Warren's Sit in back. the <laughs> Listeners. I'm not speaking until Vinny finishes, Rodrigo. It's, it's the big guys, the tonsilled ones... 50th birthday coming up, so we're, you know, we're dedicating the show to Rodrigo. Oh, that's very, very nice of you. I told you not to talk about it, but um, <laughs> but anyway, yep, tomorrow, thank you, Vinny. Uh, Happy Warren, birthday, Rodrigo. Yeah, cheers, Vinny. That's very nice of you, and uh, Warren, you're here as well. G'day. Yeah, it'd be good if you could celebrate your 50th by getting off the fence at some stage <laughs> during the show, Rodrigo. So if you can actually, once you turn 50, I think the significance of the event means that you do something differently. Yes. Now, you've been doing the Diagos for 15 years. You've never disagreed with Carlos and never had an opinion on anything. <laughs> so, as a special celebratory show, I'll sing happy birthday. Oh, don't do at that. At some stage during the show, regardless. We have to respect our listeners. But if you actually take an opinion tonight, that'd be good. Oh, that's rude. Hey, uh, Carlos, who's never wrong, uh, is in the studio. G'day, Carlos. Hey, well, there, Rodrigo, and happy birthday to you for tomorrow. Oh, gee, that's uh, nice. By the way... When he walked into the studio tonight, he was 30 years old, but he grew 20 years watching Melbourne Victory survive. That was exciting right at the end. Right at the end. And, you know, they were gutsy and they were plucky, just like Rodrigo has been as a host for the last 15 years. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. It's very nice of you. In fact, I'm happy to be spending the last hour of my 40s <laughs> with you guys and all of you, our listeners. So give us a call tonight, 942 uh, And we'll birthday wishes oh, no. for Rodrigo. Yeah, send, send them, them through. In. Send Especially them the in. chickadees out there. Who, uh, Marie, thanks very much for already sending something through. Halal uh, to you. Uh, <laughs> halal. 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 Madrid. To Madrid. Yeah. And halal to you too, Rodrigo. Thank so, you. yeah, we want anybody oh. who's been impressed with one or two shows that he's done in the last 15 years. Can you actually tell us when they were and give him a happy birthday as well? Because he, he's he very it. He's a humble guy. He is a humble guy. And yeah. what he's got to put up with most weeks is pretty ridiculous. No, so it's, it's very nice. But, um, yeah, you know what will happen. No one will text and I'll go home crying. <laughs> anyway, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Of course, it was a big night. Uh, victory and uh, Suwon Blue Wings in the Asian Champions League. Um, it was a one-all draw in the end, a very gritty one-all draw there to victory in the end. And victory did it for you too, Rodrigo. They, they did, you know they did. We sent a special text to the, to the guys and said, do it for... For the Rodrigo at the Big Bird Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> this was at the Big Bird Stadium. Yep. Um, Barbarossa scored in the 60th minute, uh, not long after Kwang Chang Mu Hu um, scored in the 57th minute. So there you go. What's the hot topic tonight, by the way, 
um, guys. Yes, Vinny, I've got to say, one young man who, for me, <laughs> he he's not a man. He's no, that's he's a young man. No, he's become a he's become no, he, he, a he man. turned into a man, a man, but he was a boy before the weekend, but yep. now he's a man. He was a boy man. Yeah, now the he's custodian. A man. <laughs> he was a kiddie custodian before the game on the weekend. Now he's a fully-fledged adult man custodian in goals there for Melbourne Victory. Lawrence Thomas, a guy who's bided his... He's almost like a Rodrigo, and he's just bided his time. He's <laughs> humble. He did no trouble to anyone ever. Just sat back, did his job, quietly going about it. Uh, he slipped in last year when they... Just before the finals, uh, when, when uh, Nathan, Nathan Coe was cruelly cut down, and he did it for the team. Yeah, quietly won him a premiership last year, won him the, the grand final, and he slipped it again just before the finals. And boy, is he keeping like a like a man possessed at the moment. He was fantastic tonight. He was fantastic on the weekend. And I just reckon uh, this man here is really setting himself up. But I'd like to ask the question. I know he's only been in the in the team this year for a, you know three or four games. And I uh, just want to know whether he's done enough for people out there to think he's definitely number one ahead of Danny Vukovic, and he's, he's, the job's his from now on. Is, is Lawrence Thomas definitely number one? Has he established himself as the number one keeper there at Melbourne Victory? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. That's the uh, that's the text number. Make sure you give us a text message there, and uh, 0433981116. Hey, guys, it was a... It was a big match, you know. Obviously, um, in the first half of this game, uh, we thought that uh, Suwon Blue Wings were were should have been a couple yeah. of goals ahead because they were they really, especially in the second half of the first half, I can say it like that, um, they kind of smashed victory. But yeah. um, but then in the second half, Melbourne victory came out and 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 actually, you know, had some good goal scoring opportunities themselves. They went they went head to head with them. I mean, Suwon, I think over the whole ninety minutes was a better side. They created the better chances. But what I loved about Melbourne Victory, they didn't sit back and just try to defend from this six-yard box, which would have been a Melbourne Victory team of four or five years ago. They actually went to try and play football against this mob. And uh, when they conceded, we all thought that that's it. The boys are tired. They've travelled all this way. Uh, You know, it's, it's been a big, probably second half of the year for them. And they were going to fall away. But no. Barbarossa came straight back and equalised, and and really in the last couple of minutes, maybe in the last minute or so, they could have uh, actually got the winner with a bit of luck. So I just thought it was a really brave, brave performance by a team that was probably outplayed tonight, but a team that uh, that tried to get back into the game at least or combat what the opposition was doing with good football. Uh, Carlos, I, I don't know that I ever thought victory were at, were out of the game, was out of the game, but I, obviously Suwon were playing the better football and and were a little bit. Uh, controlled the game more and probably uh, to be feared when they were attacking. But uh, as you say, they the Victory Boys were playing it out and they were being competitive and they never gave up the ghost. And there was always a goal in it for them. And it was just amazing that uh, Costa, well, Del Pierre really oh, yeah. created that yeah. sensational goal for them. And then, and then I get torn because I don't know whether to still love Costa or not because I know he's going yeah. and, and it hurts. It's hard. Is it hate-respect? <laughs> it's hate-respect. Mm. Oh, it has hate moved respect. into that, has it? Yeah, no, I reckon you know, it's hate-respect. It's, yeah. it's like, You've got to respect the guy. Uh, look, you respect the fact that he's going. Can play. He's already bought his house in Wellington. Yep. He's already doing what... Kiwis do over there. He's already thinking in his mind. He's getting his accent back. Absolutely, all that sort of stuff. But he hasn't forgotten that he's still got some games to play for victory. He's playing really well, yeah. Yeah, It was a sweet finish by him, by the way. Yeah, I think um, I don't try to agree with you too often, Carlos, as we all know. But 
I think you um, made a good point as we were watching the game. In we, we came in for a bonding session, didn't yeah. we? We had a team bonding yeah, a, session. Yeah, 50th birthday dinner with Rodrigo. Yeah, and we watched the game together, which was interesting. But I think what you said during the game is that the Australian team's playing in the Asian Champions League now. It's not just dour defending, you know, backs against the wall, park the bus and just hope to to get a point from away games. As much as there's a defensive mindset, they've got the capability to play against these teams and look to score away from home. And really, if you look at if you look at both Sydney and Victory, who look like they're going to be in very strong positions to qualify, they've done it on the back of away results. Whereas previously it's all been about win at home and try not to get beaten away from home. But both Sydney and and Victory have had away wins. Does but we haven't had any embarrassment. Remember when we first started going to the Asian Champions League, it was like we were playing on Mars. It was like they were so frightened, petrified. There was anxiety all over the place. And it was quite embarrassing at times. And uh, and we're not getting any of that now. You know, the, these our, our teams are going over there and not completely dominating or anything like that, but actually playing like football teams. If they're going to lose, they play like a football team. And more often than not, they're either getting a win or a draw now. So good on them. The other thing too, like Bessart Parisha nearly scored what I thought would have been the, oh, the yes. goal of the tournament. Mm. You know, he we- was weaving and then he, you know... Went for the depth chip. Arrogantly mm. put, wanted to chip the keeper and he nearly got yeah, away with did. it. And, um, and and that also shows me that you're dealing with a, a victory squad now that is never out of a game. And they always know they're in with a chance and that's how you got to play football at that level. And even Costa's uh, goal... You know, he got an opportunity and he, he didn't stuff it up. And that, that's what wins your games or keeps you in games anyway. As it stands now then in the table uh, for, for Group G, after four games, Shanghai SIPG are on top on nine points. Melbourne Victory are there on six points. Suwon Blue Wings are on three points. And Gambra Saka are on two points. Victory take on uh, Shanghai next. Yep. Um, this will be a big game in uh, in Shanghai. So uh, they get another point away. Uh, it be fantastic for them because... Um, you know, they are in a very, very good position. And and obviously, I don't know if you caught the score yesterday from Sydney FC's game against Pohang Steelers. Sydney defeated them 1-0. So great result for Sydney FC, who have been very ordinary in the um, A-leg. Absolutely. And uh, it was interesting, the comment that Graham Arnold, I'm not sure whether he caught the comment, guys. He did it. No one's reported on it, actually. But he uh, he mentioned uh, the fact that he, he would have hoped that his team played this way week in, week out. And it's amazing what bonuses do. <laughs> to a to a player's motivation, so uh, not many people picked that up, but I thought it was a bit of a swipe at his own players. Yeah, you want to play for the the shirt, don't you? Mm. Absolutely. So, if you, just in case you've jumped in the car or you're not aware of the uh, ACL Asian Champions League score, Melbourne victory uh, drew with Suwon Blue Wings uh, one all in Korea. Barbarossa scored in the 60th minute, and after. Quan Chang Hoon scored in the 57th minute for Suwon at Big Bird Stadium there tonight. So uh, it was a good game to watch. Hey, let's um, just on the text messages here. Thank you to uh, uh, Peter from Cheltenham, who's uh, wishing me a happy birthday and Actually. welcoming me to the 50-year-old club. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, I hear it. I hear you have great parties, and I'm looking forward to coming, uh, Peter. But uh, thanks for it's listening. It's like the 200 club, isn't it? It is. Um, it is. Thanks for listening. Um, really appreciate that. So, and, and the hot topic tonight, of course, is. Lawrence Tom or has he a cemented Lawrence Thomas we're talking about um, the goalkeeping spot is number one for Melbourne victories and we're getting a lot of great stuff off Twitter too Vinny yes uh, Ian Wallace said from the last couple of games and especially tonight have to say 100% yeah and uh, who else uh, absolutely says uh, uh, CJ he says miles ahead of Vuk 
So there you go. There you go. At Four Diego's, make sure you uh, tweet us. But um, yes, another one off uh, SMS. Uh, uh, happy birthday, tonsils. Uh, that must be a <laughs> a. Uh, a point that made for you there, Rodrigo. Right, uh, thank you. Yes, Thomas has submitted this spot. Carlos, I don't think I've ever disagreed with you either. Uh, you're like the flawless Messi of radio. Oh, Who's geez. that? Nice. Who's that? That's, that's uh, Carmen Miranda, I think. Yeah, she's at home <laughs> listening to every word. Of course, she wishes you a happy birthday too, Rodgers. Nice. Um, hey, uh, thanks, Carmen, as well. And uh, victory haven't won away. Uh, one win at home and three draws. So there you go. Oh, yeah, that was... But they haven't lost yet. No, they, they haven't, haven't lost. Well, there you go. See, that's right. See, that's an opinion there. That's almost. me getting well, my facts fact. wrong. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a fact. But, you know, uh, I'm, I can really state a strong put opinion. Across. No, I'm very strong and very opinionated when it's fact. So they've okay. had three draws <laughs> away from home? They've had, yes. They've, well, they've had three draws and uh, one win at home. No, Another draw at home. Yeah. But their draws these days are much better than any draws they got in the past. They're actually yeah. playing football to get their draws now. Um, just really courageous stuff. And even the, the, you know, the younger players are getting a great experience in Asia. And I reckon it may well be a little bit of a springboard to a, maybe some surprise results in the finals. I know it's all you know, sudden death and cutthroat. And, but, you know, when they you know, play that first elimination final in a couple of weeks' time, uh, without Barisha, by the looks of things, even though we'll get onto this point in a minute, uh, Rodders, uh, with regards to the appeal that uh, Victory well, have said that they're uh, going to go ahead with. Yeah, absolutely. We're just about to talk about that. Let's stay with Victory, of course. And um, Bessard Barisha, of course, was uh, sent off the other day while he was uh, having a bit of a bit of medical attention against Wellington. And... Uh, um, kicked out at uh, at Durante, yep. and uh, do you reckon Durante was saying, "Let me help you, <laughs> let me help you, Bessard"? I don't think I've ever. I've got to say, I didn't see the kick. Uh, all I saw was Brisher on the ground, Ben Williams sort of telling him to get up. Everyone's telling him to get up. It, was, it seemed a little, a little bit, of a bit of a almost a little train station get together <laughs> there with everyone. <laughs> it was, and uh, suddenly Ben Williams couldn't wait to get that red card out and give it to him. Thinking, what's happened here? I've never seen a player who's been attended to get sent off. And then uh, you know the replays came about, and of course he lashed out with his foot. People say that it's. Uh, you know, people say that, uh, you know, it was really innocuous and they shouldn't have actually been sent off for it. But really, you just can't you just can't go and kick a player, irrespective of whether it, they're provoking you or standing over you or whatever. That's something you shouldn't do, especially so close to the finals. So he was uh, given two weeks by the uh, match review panel. and uh, One mandatory week, yep. which, you, which you got for the red. So it's really another week mm. he got for it. But Victory have decided to appeal that uh, decision. So... Um, ha- on what basis um, <laughs> Warren, will I'd, they appear? I'd love to know your your oh. view on the. But if you're representing Barisha, just say you're a mm. you know a highly paid lawyer. Yeah, yep. Walking yep. into the tribunal with yep. Barisha with yep. Bess, uh, Your Honour. Mm. Okay, you start off with Your Honour. Ah, uh, Your Honour. Um, <laughs> my player has a. Has my a, client. My my client has a. A neurological condition, which means that he has a twitch yeah. that comes on yeah. when he's got... It's sig- a George Costanzo yeah, reflex. Right. When there's the significant arm. head trauma to my my client, he uh, Or even insignificant head trauma. Any type of head trauma at all, he tends to have a twitch in his leg and it's uncontrollable and it's unfortunate. And in this case, it looked like he actually kicked out when in fact mm. he was just reacting and was unable to control the twitch. So mm. that's the problem. 
Absolutely, and uh, actually, it's your fault, <laughs> yeah. Carlos. This Some, is, it, it was your fault. You actually told him. You told him. I announced to pick a on fight. radio a couple of weeks ago on, on Andy Mars uh, SEN afternoons, and also in the Four Diego's, thinking that Barish was playing. He's scoring his goals, and he scored more goals for victory in one season than any other victory player in the history of the club. But I felt he was a bit subdued with the way he was going about it, and I actually implored him a few weeks ago to start a fight. Okay, <laughs> you did. I said. Brish, just Clearly start a he fight. Listens. Yeah, just start a fight. Get back to that demonstrative, you know, gesticulating. Angry. You know, pick, you know, asking players to fight them after the game in the car park. <laughs> that sort of stuff we were missing from Barisha. But Bess, <laughs> I didn't mean do it. You know, two weeks before the finals. You know, do that mid-season. <laughs> where if you're going to get a couple of weeks, it doesn't really matter. So I apologise. I've already apologised formally to Kevin, and I've apologised formally to Lee. And apologise formally to Robbo. Oh, Robbo, yeah, yeah, the yep. boss. Uh, and I, anyone else who has not got my apology since, the fans out there, I apologise. It was all me. It was all my fault. And perhaps that could be part of your case there, Warren. Yeah, I'd uh, love to actually, I'd love to actually use you as a defence, <laughs> Carlos. Um, yeah, well, I think he's in a bit of trouble. Just very quietly. Yeah. Well, talking about uh, Bessart Barisha's red card, let's go to Bill, who's called in. G'day, Bill. Welcome to the show. Oh, how are you? Yeah, very well. Yeah, well good listening too, fellas. Oh, thanks, um, Just quickly, uh, I'll, I'll quick, have a quick day and get off to hear some feedback. But um, just on the Barisha kick, fellas, I can't believe that uh, Victory are going to appeal it. There's kids watching the game, and if you kick, you get weak. And if they appeal it and it gets off or gets left, it's not good for the youngsters watching this game. If you kick, you go. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Like, look, I, I, I think, I mean, if you're if you're two weeks from the finals, and you really need this guy, I mean, your marquee player that will make all the difference in the finals. He loves playing in the finals. Is he the sort? You know, do, do you sit back and just accept the decision, or do you fight for your player? You know, um, I know overseas they would always fight for their player, even if it's a losing cause. Uh, but I think in this case, I don't think victory's got a got a got a you know. Uh, Provocation, maybe, Carlos. Yeah, look, I just don't think they're, they, they've got a choice here. They've got to defend their player, yeah, even though um, – and uh, there is a chance that he could get more weeks, couldn't it? Yeah, could go the other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure about that. I don't think they'll get any more weeks, but but I think they've got to defend their player. Can, can I just say, I love Bessie Barisha. I think he's, he's a gun, and, and I love that he loves – he plays with a passion. But I also think that his aura sometimes is oversensitive, and I know that it would, it would hurt a little bit to get hit in the back of the head, but I don't think it <laughs> would hurt much. as much to get hit in the back of the head as it would to get hit in the front of the head. <laughs> and, you know, I think there's a little bit of uh, histrionics going on here with Bessie's game, well, yeah. look, and, but, and I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, but Vinny, he was found out when he's on the ground – you almost felt he had to have a lobotomy of some sort. Yes. That's how bad it was. And then suddenly he's lashed out. Once he heard what Durante said to him, he lashed out and he was completely alert. He's up on his feet. He wants to have a fight. He's getting dragged away from people. I mean, really, if the head injury was that bad, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have uh, acknowledged what Durante said. Uh, he wouldn't have lashed out that way and he would have just got treated. Absolutely. Um, before we go to Warren's rant, so Warren, we're going to throw to you in a minute. Um, the boys Thanks, divulged, um, you know, much to, to my embarrassment that I'm turning 50 tomorrow. This is my favourite birthday wish. Happy birthday, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wasn't listening. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, happy birthday, Rodrigo. Thank you. Um, MVC, Melbourne Victory tonight. Hating Mahazi. Never to play for Melbourne Victory again. Loving uh, Thomas and Del Pierre. 
wouldn't be in this game. Tony, thanks for that, Tony. Mah- stick by Mahazi because, yes, he does turn over the ball now He's and again. He's a coming player. But I tell you, he these days... He's probably rushed in a bit earlier in his career because Valeri's gone, but this is invaluable experience. He's going to be a very, very good play for victory down the track. The other guy who had a gun of a night was uh, uh, Geria. Yeah, yeah Jason Geria, fantastic athlete. And, geez, you know, against these tricky Asian wingers, uh, he just loves... Uh, just going head-to-head with them. And such an athlete in the tackle. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Hey, Warren's been saving this rant for a couple of weeks, so now it's time for Warren's Rant. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. Now, the timing of this rant may seem a little bit coincidental because my rant today is about referees. And I'm going to say a couple of things. First of all, there are a number of referees that are currently officiating in the game. They may be full-time referees, they may not be, but there's a little bit of a sense from me that they're making it all about themselves. The way they demonstrably demonstrably give yellow cards, the way they give red cards, the way they signal, they need to understand that the game is not about them, it's about the players. They need to find a way of interacting, not confronting players but my biggest rant is left for fourth officials <laughs> oh, really those poor fourth officials fourth officials need to be very careful that they don't fall into the trap of shop window officiating <laughs> they've got one thing to do and that is to police the official area can you do it with just some restraint what's the worst thing a coach is going to do Three weeks ago, we had Tony Popovich stepping half a step outside of the official coaching area, only to be told to get back in there by the fourth official. I know it's a difficult job, but you're not going to get any more opportunities on the big field, boys, by going overboard with shop window officiating. That's Warren's rant on the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. An ode to Rodrigo Rodriguez by Vinnie, Carlos and Warren. Come on, Rodrigo, take a stand. Do it for Carlos, Warren and Vinnie. To hell with it, do it for the fans. All of us need an opinion. Warren rants, Carlos bleats, Vinnie tweets. So stop driving us nuts and spill your guts. In this town, is it victory or city that stirs your loins? Are you as concerned as Carlos about Tommy Rogic's fragile groins? Should Anne settle on his squad and name his potent prongs? And when you shared a room with Warren, did he really wear a thong? Did Del Piero press your buttons? Do you love the special one? If you had to name a dog, would you call it Didier just for fun? Is Fatboy Fat the greatest Ronaldo? Did Zidane go too far? Is it Messi or Maradona that is Argentina's brightest star? Does the EPL put a snap in your shorts? And does Leicester have it won? Could a World Cup in Qatar ever be any fun? Sing it to the sky. Let us not be denied. Make it clear and loud. Your other Diego brothers were never so, so proud. Rodders, oh wise one. Man with golden tongue. When all is said and done, a prong with a ball must always shoot. And be cock-a-hoop. Don't stoop, Rodders. Be brave. Have a rave. And stand on top of that fence. Don't let the others down. (sighs) 
what can, what can I say? I was just about to talk. Um, that's unbelievable, well, really. It is, it, it's a watershed moment. For those people yeah. who've just tuned in, Rodrigo Rodriguez, this is a 48 goes, by the way. Yes, 11 yes. 16 SCN, Melbourne's home of sport. is now what, uh, 33 minutes past 11. Uh, Rodrigo's 50 tomorrow, and uh, we love the man. Oh. We you know, Man hugs all around for the 50th birthday. One of the most wonderful hosts, never to make any money out of radio. <laughs> and uh, one of the most wonderful hosts of world football. Yes. But you, 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 you know, if there is one thing that Diego's really <laughs> want to extract from you by the time we finish this in, when we're 80, yes. is you to have an opinion. Right. And that's what the ode to Rodrigo Rodrigo was all about. No, no, it's, it's th- thank you. That's uh, very nice. And uh, I'll, I'll take a copy of that and um, <laughs> analyse it and then not have an opinion either way on it. <laughs> Because you know, it was good, it was okay, you know. Um, thank you. Anyway, let's um, move on. I'm, I'm touched. I actually don't know what to say, but uh, but uh, that's very very nice. A bit self indulgent on our behalf, but uh, very nicely done. Well, at least you're not talking the third person tonight, uh, Rodrigo. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I think now that I'm that age, um, I might just stop talking in the third person. <laughs> Well, anyway, it is a big weekend, isn't it? It, it is. Four it's teams. Huge. Thank you. Four Thank teams. You, Carlos. Salary cap. Take it uh, away. If there was drafting, <laughs> all the restrictions, limited squads, uh, grounds that have just chopped up by ru- uh, rugby at this time of the year. Everything is against everyone in this competition. <laughs> and we've got this four-way you know, fight for the Premier's plate uh, starting this weekend. And really, people who are confused aren't mathematically brilliant like the Diego's are. As long as you remember, if Brisbane wins, it's over. It's over. <laughs> that's, the, that's the simplest way to look yeah. at it. And Who are they playing? Uh, they're playing they're the Melbourne, victory. Melbourne Victory. And they won't win. They because, won't win. No, Victory's back. No, Barisha. <laughs> they're back. They'll be just back from Korea. <laughs> They'll be back from Korea. This is why with, Victory with can't win. Free, yeah. This is why Victory can't win, Vinny. And I know... But it can be a heroic draw, Carlos. We have a, such a fantastic, tight, brotherly bond, but oh. you're going to hate me after this. They're going to be tired, right? Barisha's not playing. Um, you know, they're, 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 they can't really move from sixth. They can get to fifth if they win 5 nil or something, but they can't move from sixth. They don't care about this game. They don't want to help Melbourne City. If they beat Brisbane, they're helping Melbourne City. So I would say they're going to throw the game anyway. No, that's not how they roll down there, Carlos. I, it all makes perfect yeah. sense what you're saying to me, but uh, you play to win. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who who or when or what flight you've come off. You sleep on the plane for yep. starters, yep. right? You get your rest. <laughs> you you massage your calves. You do all the exercises yep. so you don't get DVT. But Johnny, and then you you show up yep. and you beat Brisbane because that's what you do. Johnny Elowisi, point to prove. Don't you think he's going to tell a few people if he wins the Premier's plate? after being uh, completely, you know, written off as a coach after his spell at Melbourne Heart. I think it's such a big game for him, big game for Rossi's brother, who sits by him and stuck by him since, since day one. A lot of, a big point to prove. And a lot of the players there at Brisbane too didn't enjoy the last couple of years and they feel that they're, they're, a, they're a champion team that nearly show it. I think they've got so much to play for. Yeah, I don't. I think they've got a lot to play for, Carlos. I just don't think they're playing that well. And... I, I genuinely don't think that they've been going they're that on, well. They're on top of the ladder. Yeah, but they came from behind last week against Newcastle and in all honesty, only scored the winning goal after Newcastle went down to 10 men. Mm. I didn't think their performance last week indicated them being in any They're on real top good... of the ladder. After, with one round to go, they're on top of the ladder. I think the best that they... I think victory will definitely get a point out of the game. Wow. And I don't think Brisbane are the team, whether they finish top or not, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they go out in straight sets. Yeah, victory's biggest problem is what to do uh, without Bessie on, on the pitch and uh, yeah. whether they can score uh, without him. It, there's two options. <laughs> and I'd love for our listeners to either give us a call or send through their options on uh, on the SMS. The It's either throw young George Howard at the pointy end and the boy scored last week against Phoenix, his first goal, uh, laid on a plate by the by legendary Archie, Archie Thompson. That was a won't beautiful he, moment, Won't he Carlos. always remember that? Yep. You know, fantastic. Will they throw him in the mixer and say, Georgie, you are the new best for today and also for the first final? Or will they go to the well, how they've gone so many times before, Archie Thompson, Archie, you're the man. Because they can't play Ben Kalfala central, I don't believe, and they can't play Barbarossa central, or I haven't seen them do that. So I, I think they're the only two options they've got. I think you're right. I think, uh, and I think you got to go to the man. You got to go to Archie in the yeah. prong position, or playing sort of as sort of the falsy ninety thing. If you don't want to have him right up but on the line, you got. To, but I, I think I think they won't change their formation. Kevin Musket changes for no one, so they'll play with the three up the top, uh, and and when they defend, those two wide men will come back in the midfield, and almost make it five. But they'll always have that guy at the pointy end. It makes sense if they're going to go with a lone ranger with Archie up front and just running and chasing things down. He's done that for many years, but this is not the Archie, the sprightly Archie. This is an Archie, you know, almost as old as Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm fascinated what, what could happen here. Yeah, but I look, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I think that Archie can, I think Archie's still got a point to prove this season as well. And, and I think that he'd be sort of savouring it now. I don't know whether that's going to mean anything just because you want it. doesn't necessarily always happen. But with the players he's got around him, I think it's, it's doable. I really do. Well, I think, the, I think the way the games have actually ended up playing out with Melbourne City playing Adelaide on the first night, on the Friday night to start the season, it gives those teams, and particularly Adelaide, it gives Adelaide a real opportunity to put pressure on, you know, Brisbane and Western Sydney Wanderers in particular. I mean, even if Melbourne City win, you know, they've got to have other results go their way. And you wouldn't imagine that every one of them is going to go the way of Melbourne City. I was, I was extremely disappointed well, with the Well, the other way results, sorry, the other results have got to be West Sydney Wanderers have got to lose to Newcastle. To Newcastle. No, we're still oh, sorry. Phoenix. Sorry, sorry, Phoenix. Phoenix. Away. Uh, a draw, I think, uh, a loser or a draw is enough for City. Yep. And, uh, of course, if City beat Adelaide, they're out of the race. Is that right? No, no. Yeah. So, so Brisbane Raw, so if City win, yes, because um, City are on 44 yep. points at the moment, so uh, they need to win and Brisbane lose. Yes, right. Um, to, and then, obviously, Wanderers, um, yeah, Wanderers can get a point. Yep. Um, if if um, City wins. So, um, yeah, the Wanderers can get a draw. Yeah, so a draw or a loss to Wanderers, yep. uh, a loss to Brisbane, and uh, and Adelaide, of course, if City win, Adelaide will be knocked out too. So, And with City's goal difference, I mean, is yeah, that a possibility? Right. I mean, losing over in Newcastle, oh, sorry, in, uh, Fien- in Wellington, Wellington, I mean, they played end-of-season football for oh, the last... They were hopeless. Yeah, oh, yeah last couple of weeks. They've That's been not, awful. That, you actually got off the fence there, Rodrigo. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I didn't even mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, they, they've been awful. Um, West Sydney Wanderers, well, you know... Um, over there, you never know what could happen, really. Um, and, of course, Adelaide United. Don't discount Adelaide United. No one's really talking about them maybe taking the, the prize away, but they're going to be very, very hard to beat on Friday. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Melbourne City just have to get back and get some pride back from their performance last week. They were really, really poor against a, t- against a Perth team with Andy Keogh breaking the record mm. for the most number of consecutive games for goals, and that's eight, and, and Castro was just... 
sensational. They're a, they're a really difficult team to beat. And I think the way that the finals work out, if they get a home game, you know, they're almost over the line in that game. But Melbourne City just need to get some pride back. Their best is good enough to beat Adelaide. However poor is... they were, though, I mean, they've, they've gone over the Perth and, and really been embarrassed in the shame, yep. really. But however badly they played, they still got two goals late. They've they still did. got Fornaroli and they've still got Novio. Yep. So they're the ones who, are, who, for me, you can never discount City because of those two right now. Um, now, whether Adelaide, you know, and by the way, you know, City went over to Adelaide and beat them comprehensively in the second half of this year too. Yeah, so, they did. So they, they like playing Adelaide, but you just count with Bruce Chitte on fire and, and you know, Karuska and all these sort of players, Adelaide United, they can win away from home too. So it'll be really interesting what's going to happen on Friday. Absolutely, and uh, look if if Adelaide um, if Adelaide beat City and uh, Victory beat Raw, then then Adelaide uh, will yep. will win will win the title. So there you go. Hey, uh, thanks for your text messages, and of course your your birthday wishes here tonight. Uh, happy birthday, Rodrigo! Happy birthday to my sis Ange tomorrow too. There you go, and happy birthday, Rodrigo, from your fans at the under nines, under tens, under eleven Ascot Vale Vikings. <laughs> we have to go to bed now, but uh, we're looking forward to the start of the season this coming weekend. It and look is. forward to honouring your birthday. It was our best performance ever. Go Vikings. Are Thank you very much. The kiddies playing this week. Yeah, oh, gee, oh, geez. You know, They're back. Vinny, are your, your, yep. your kiddies, uh, Warren? Yeah, got an away. It's, it's funny how things work, What's Carlos? an away game for Point Cook? Spring Hills. Where's that? Which is um, in Carolyn Springs. So they're playing and. You know, as an AFL fan, you want to watch your team play and you can just guarantee that your first game of kiddie soccer is going to be at exactly the same time. It's a one o'clock game yep. at Spring Hills. It'll probably be on the artificial pitch. They're, um, Are you going to run the line? No, I tend to try and take a back seat, Carlos, I have to say. Yeah, sometimes you don't get a choice. No, I don't. But at the moment, I've got a choice. So um, they've had a good preseason. The girls had three practice games and they're, they're going into it. Um, although Lily, my littlest one who does play... She had to um, deal this week with scoring an own goal in a practice match. <laughs> ah, oh, it's, it's, it's taken her a few weeks to come to terms with it. A few days, can and, I and say. And Vinny, your kiddies? Yeah, uh, Lily Venezuela's playing on Sunday too yep. at, at home. Yep. We're trying to perfect the Cruyff turn <laughs> at the moment. We're having trouble just spelling it. <laughs> but we'll get there. But all Lily's right. a gun striker too. She's all right. Mm. All right, let's take a break now. And on a night where Melbourne victory uh, drew with Suwon Blue Wings, one all in the Asian Champions League. Uh, Barbarossa scored in the 60th minute and Kwang Chang Hoon scored uh, before that in the 57th minute. At the Big Bird Stadium, Melbourne victory is second on the table now in that competition. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 11.16 SEN. Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night. It is, uh, geez, time flies when you're having fun. Um, of course, as I said just before the break, uh, Melbourne Victory drew one all with Suwon Blue Wings tonight in the Asian Champions League. It keeps them in a very solid second position behind Shanghai SIPG, who are on nine points, Victory on six. Uh, Suwon are on three, and Gamba Osaka on two. And last night, Sydney FC defeated Pohang Steelers uh, 1-0 to keep their fantastic Asian Champions League form going. Hey, it's time now to cross to the UK and catch up with our man from The Sun. It's thesun.co.uk if you want to check out all of his wonderful material, all of his uh, great articles. It's Mike McGrath. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the Diego's. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yes, uh, it's our great pleasure. Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela's here as well. Carlos is in the house, but uh, Warren is here ready and loaded with the first question. Yeah, I wasn't here last week, Mike, but surely now, buddy, surely now. 
you have to because dec- you, you've been the Leicester <laughs> hater. You really, the, you've hated. You've been the the one that's been the most sceptical of all of us. Surely now, when you've got a situation where they can lose games and still win, it's not theirs to lose. Now they're going to win the title, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I think that was just. I think that was a big week. If Tottenham just one ball of Hey, Mike, 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 you there? If you can just yeah. maybe move to the side or just take a couple of steps because we're you oh, just yeah, yeah. beautiful. That was good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, if, if if Tottenham just got that one more goal at Anfield, I think it would have been a. I think it would have been a possibly a different story in terms of the pressure and and Leicester, but you know. Tottenham getting a draw at Anfield and then Leicester winning, I think it's it's, it's pretty they're, they're pretty much there. I think even if they don't win every game from now, I think that it, it's um, you know they've done the hard work anyway. Um, and it, yeah, in the, I think the right phrase is it is it's theirs to lose. Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, at this time of the season, though, everything's so tight that you know games can rest on a moment. That might have happened in the game. Of course, Danny uh, Danny Simpson in that first half, uh, running in behind his keeper and uh, clearing a ball that was going to go in. And there was talk about it possibly being a handball. It was an interesting one because his hand was wasn't away from his body, or his arm wasn't away from from his body. And the referee waved play on. Has that been a bit of a controversial issue there in England, or do people just understand that you know he really couldn't get his arm out of the way? Um, I'd say it's been a talking point rather than controversial. Um, it, look, they got away with one there. Danny Simpson, I remember also, it was a, you know, a pretty poor decision at the Emirates when he got sent off. So you think it swings and roundabouts. Think the debate now is whether, um, you know, whether referees have the guts really to be to make that big call that will deny Leicester. Um, and deny one of the most amazing stories in sports, I think, that we've seen in my lifetime, uh, definitely in this country. Um, there seems to be a lot of um, goodwill towards them, and and I think everybody is subconsciously wanting them to do well. And when you're at the top like that, you do get the rub of the green. When you're, um, when you're Newcastle at the bottom, you don't. Um, so they're, they're riding their luck and getting away with it. Um, I think they did get away with one there. It, did, it obviously hit his arm. There was a decent amount of um, distance between Sadio Mane's shot and Danny Simpson. So that pretty that should have been um, a red card uh, and a penalty. Now, Mike, um, I'm the number one ticket holder of the Arsenal hate club, and I don't have any hesitation in saying that, but... I look at this season and Liverpool fall into this category with Leicester doing what they've done for teams like Liverpool, even Tottenham, Arsenal, for, to not grasp the opportunity that has been presented to them this year with the way that Manchester City have played, Chelsea have played, the troubles of Manchester United. It's really an indictment on them. I'm just wondering, we know Liverpool have already made a change. Man City are going to make a change to their management. But with Arsenal, you just get a sense that they're going to roll over and be much the same and rest on the fact that they've made Champions League for 17 or 18 consecutive seasons. Is that acceptable or is that good enough? Because their performance on the weekend was just typical flat track bully stuff. We're out of everything. We probably can't win anything. So we'll start playing well. 
Yeah, that's um, that. That was everybody's response to Watford, it, uh, the Watford victory, defeat against them in the FA Cup when it means something, and a four nil win when it pretty much doesn't mean anything at the weekend because they are out of the title race. You know, maybe not mathematically, but they are. Um, but I think you know, it's like you say. There's a lot of there, there is a lot of frustration there. Uh, on the terraces at, at the Emirates, but um, quite a lot of celebration in the boardroom because it's it, they will finish top three again, probably you know top four, probably top three, and it will be another season in the Champions League. Um, but it's they 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 really have had a you know a poor season despite uh, achieving those uh, achieving top four again. In my eyes, a poor season. It's been a campaign that's been there for the taking, um, and there's just a few, you know, a, f- a few bits to, for Arsenal fans to be excited about. Awobi being one. I think Bellerin's had a decent season as well, um, and Petr Cech maybe was a decent signing. But on the whole, it's um, it, it's it's not great times when you see Spurs overtaking you and Leicester winning the league. Yeah, look, I think that uh, Sanchez injury also hurt them quite a bit uh, when, when it when it took place. Uh, Mike, I want to talk about uh, Mourinho. There, there's been, you know, we, we've heard of the prenuptials. We've heard of the love letters. Uh, <laughs> w- what's going on? Has he been tapped up by Man U or not? Or is it is, is was that all just a, a ruse? No, I mean, there was definitely contact between United and Jose Mourinho. Um, we're in a position now where it's looking, you know, it's looking like um, Van Gaal might hang on for another year. Um, we were at Carrington last uh, Friday, and he was saying how he's meticulously planned pre-season, um, which you, which is quite a, a statement from United, considering um, you know he, he's looked like a dead man walking at times. So look, I mean the the. Over in Spain, they're saying that United will have to pay um, uh, money if they don't take on Mourinho because of an agreement. Um, I'd say it's still really in the balance at the moment. Um, again, United have not had a good season um, and Mourinho is waiting the wings, but Van Gaal somehow has, has clung on to his job. Mike, it's Carlos again. Uh, of course, uh, the story that really hasn't grown a lot of legs, but it may well down the track about the doping, the possible doping uh, uh, allegations against the likes of Arsenal, Chelsea, I think Leicester. Uh, how, where's that story going? Is it, is it going to die a death or do you think there's a little bit of flame under that? Yeah, it, it's like you say, it's, it's one that might get bigger in the future. And the problem with the story was um, it was uh, a secret recording of one guy saying, you know, kind of boasting, saying, I, you know, I, I help athletes dope without any evidence um and then he then denies it so it but what it has done is opened our eyes to the fact that that this may well go on there's no there's no evidence at the moment but it might well go on and we've got to be vigilant about it um so I think um, I think it was it's the starting point for a story that that will rumble on for a while. Is English Premier League under the water code, Mike? Yes, um, Rio Ferdinand served a of course. served a ban for not for not showing up to a he he, he never 
uh, was never you know, found guilty of any wrongdoing in terms of uh, drug taking, but didn't show up to a test and, and had to serve a ban. Um, so it's something they take seriously. Yeah, they certainly do. Good luck with all that. Um, hey, uh, Mike, uh, full fixture this weekend. Where are you off to? Uh, I'm going to uh, West Ham, actually, um, which I think Carlos will be... Uh, yes, uh, the Bowl and uh, Tavern, one of my favourite haunts. Yeah. Will you be enjoying it? Well, will you have a bit of a parmigiana and maybe a stout before the game? <laughs> I go to Nathan's Pie and Mash beforehand. Ah, uh, yes, uh, I, I know that place too. <laughs> yeah, well, even though it's a 12.45 kickoff, um, I'll still go there for a bit of breakfast. <laughs> and um, most likely will be my last trip there because obviously I go to the Olympic Stadium um, and so I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, have fun, Mike, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers, guys. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Happy birthday to you. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to Rodrigo. Thank you very much. A bit much, but I appreciate it. Um, thanks for your wishes tonight. And thanks to Pedro on the panel. Thanks to panel, Pedro on the panel, Showing a bit of, of initiative yeah. there. Yeah, no, very nice. But um, only uh, a minute to go in my 40s, so <laughs> I might uh, make it last. But anyway, hey, big show tonight. Melbourne victory and Suwon Blue Wings played out a one-all draw. Of course, uh, after um, Kwan... Chung Hoon scored. Barusas uh, got Melbourne victory back into it, and uh, so they're sitting pretty in second spot. That's it for this week's show. Looking forward to a wonderful round. Go Reds, A-League go City, and EPL action, and all the other leagues as well. We'll be back next week on Wednesday. So remember, Carlos. Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll be there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba, we'll be there. Wherever there are girls with throw it on their head and balls at their feet, we'll be there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll be there. We are the Four Diego's. Yeah.